This is my mood. All my niggas throwing it up on them bikes. This is how I'm feeling. Some light for real, for real. Gucci got you, baby. Weezy got you. We gon' hold you down. She said, fuck Fendi, but I think she was playing. I heard she moved them things. I think she fucking Wayne. She call herself Lewinsky. That means she give them brain. She trying to be like little Kim. Her, Her picture looks the same. Why she ain't signed with G-Unit? She from Queens, right? And what's her nationality? She Chinese, right? I mean, she okay. But she ain't all that. She ain't the next bitch. Tell that bitch fall back. See, I'm a hater. I go hard. Listen, let's begin. You know her last name and not. She a lesbian. This is all time for coming out. They can come and see, but every time she do what I was outside, you know, I run the seat. She get me so sick and make me vomit. That's why I spend my time online leaving comments. And you know that I got some more haters with me. Might hit up this is 50. MTV, her BET, tell them pretty, 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 please don't play Nikki. What is up, y'all? It's your girl Taylor Whaler, and you are listening to The Taylor Show. Woo. I have sound effects on my new Rodecaster Pro that I just bought specifically for this moment. I'm so proud of myself. $600 well spent. But I just want to say we here. How y'all doing? I hope you're doing good. Let's get into it, y'all. So I want to go ahead and just try and make myself comfortable. Dang, I ain't really spoke on a podcast and like put it out in a minute. Part of this podcast is going to be with video and part of this may be without video because I only have a limited amount of time on my camera. But the audio will be there. And that's what matter. Y'all, I was like low key I haven't been waiting like lately. I've been in a more positive mind space to where I feel more productive and more willing to put forth the energy that I need to do things. So um, I've been on Amazon, like I just said, uh, buying stuff for this podcast because this is something that I've been wanting to do for a minute. And I used to do it. It was a part in my life before I had kids. I'm just glad to be here. Oh, my God. Okay, anyways. Let's do a life update. Let me let y'all know. For those of y'all who do know me personally um, or whatever or just care about me because, you guys, 2021, if you thought 2020 was something, 2021 on my mental has been a true test. And I am proud of myself for being here in this moment and being able to, like, talk to y'all right now because, girl... I thought that it was over for me. So if you don't know, I am pregnant. I am six months pregnant. I am having a baby girl. Her name is Lyric, a melody. So that's it for right now. I'm still kind of like really, really on that because I feel like in this pregnancy specifically, I have been more 
in my musical bag than I have been in like a minute. I've been making some bops. Like this project that's about to come out, Trap Soul 2, is about to be something serious. Yeah, I am pregnant. I was not trying to get pregnant. I was honestly, let's just go ahead and like really, really get into it. This episode is really going to be me opening up, trying to be comfortable and establish some type of like trustworthy relationship with myself, this mic, and you guys because I just need the healing. So I was with my son's father. I have a one and a half year old. He'll be two in December. And his father and I were together for three years. We met in college and we still have, we're really good friends still. We have a good relationship. And, but we broke up late last year. I broke, I called it off because we just were not in the same space that we had been in before having Abraham and COVID. And he went to the military. So we were doing long distance communication a lot of factors went into it it's not all his fault I'm and we're gonna be taking accountability this accountability this episode because I definitely did have some things nobody cheated on nobody that's not the reason why we broke up I ain't cheat on nobody but I did call it off because I wanted better I just wasn't feeling like a real woman for real. I was also coming into myself again because after you have kids, it's at least after you have your first kid, your body changes, everything changes. You are definitely not the same person that you were before you had children. You there's no way that you can whether you went through with keeping the child or decided not to keep the child or whatever the case may be. You are changed as a person after that. That's it's a natural thing. You really can't deny it. But I call things off. So after that, a couple months after that, I was seeing this other guy who I met through a mutual friend. And we also go get into that because y'all. <laughs> but I met him through a mutual friend. We're going to call him Dude. If you're subscribed to my YouTube channel, Taylor Wayla on YouTube. If you've seen my most recent video, you have um, gotten like a little update that he is not in the picture right now. So that is, and the situation is, let me be honest, I am not 100% confident who the father is between him and Ricky. Hopefully it's my son's father's, but it's a very strong possibility that it is dudes. So I met through dude through a mutual friend. Her name um Z. I met him through Z. So I really was looking for somebody to fill the void, honestly, of me like just wanting to be with a man. Like I just wanted a man to make me feel like a woman should feel from a man not even just sexually all the way around but I was very horny <laughs> let me say that. I was extremely horny yeah so him and I we met 
we all became friends. Like, we had, like, a little friend circle going on. Me, Z, dude, and Z's boyfriend, who I actually went to high school with. And that was my homeboy back in high school. So, let's come up with a name for him. CeeLo. Sorry. But anyways. So, me, him, Z, and dude, we was all friends. Like, we was hanging out. This is, like... November to April is the time span. That's December, January, February, March, April. That's like five months. That's almost half a year. So we was um all hanging out with each other, like, religiously. Like, we was spending a lot of time together as a friend group, and then um, Dude and I were spending time together outside of the friend group, obviously, because we was having sex. At the time, I, I really just wanted to be with somebody and I was deceived I'm going to say that I was deceived because even though there were flags there I was fed things throughout this relationship we're seeing each other um, we go on a trip in February so that was our trip for Z's birthday we went to the mountains and stuff and we had a great time like we had a phenomenal time together since then, we had been growing, like, our friendship. A lot of things went down. There were signs, like, when I say, like, red flags with dude, I'm not saying people who are suicidal, that's a red flag, but he was not confident in himself as a man. He had not even just confidence. He did not value himself enough as a person to value other people like he should. And treat them well, at least. So, um, there were a couple instances where he would, like, just go off on me. And I didn't understand why he was going off on me. Because I never really did anything worth going in on like that. Like, I'm a very chill person. I'm a very affectionate person. And I love to show my love and affection by doing things or whatever it might be. And he knew I liked him. He was giving me signs that he liked me, and we were having very consistent sex from, I want to say, I want to say we was having sex from, I want to say it was like January to April. Very, very, very consistent sex. So, and it was great sex, by the way. But at the same time, the relationship was toxic because he was a toxic person. Like, we would make arrangements to see each other, and then he would, like, bail on me, like, last minute, like, a couple times. So that was a red flag that I ignored. I subtweet on Twitter, so he got into it with me about that. Like I said, we were having great, consistent sex, seeing each other's friends, hanging out. Like, I had him around my kid. I seen his daughter a couple times, you know what I'm saying? And towards the end... Like, Ricky had came, that's my son's father's name. Ricky had came into town, like, late February, early March. So I did sleep with both of them around the same time frame. But I was single. Like, throughout this whole time, this is my first time really, really, really being single, like, ever. Because I had always been in a relationship, really, since high school my first boyfriend I had was like in junior 
junior year. So I had been in a relationship somewhat since then. And then I was with my son's father for three whole years. And that's my longest relationship. And I never really got to explore, like, what is it to be single? What Not just the aspect of being able to sleep with who you want to sleep with, but just enjoying my own company or learning myself really more so. So, like I said, I slept with both of them around the same time, like February, March. And then I found out sometime in April, I had moved into my spot that I'm in right now in March, like sometime like mid-March. I was working. I had just gotten a job, like a good job in a office, a medical office as a uh, front desk receptionist. So I was working like over 40 hours a week there and then spending time with them at night and all like you know but throughout that whole time he knew that I liked him so I found out I was pregnant in like late April I want to say because I was coming up on my evaluation period my 90-day evaluation period y'all this is the longest that's the longest I had held nah Walmart was the longest I held down the job. But this was going to be the second one if I hadn't gotten pregnant. It was a direct stepping stone for what I going to, or what I just graduated um, going to school for, medical billing and coding. I was going to really ride that shit. So I had my 90-day evaluation period coming up, but I was feeling, like, so sick. And so not even sick. I was feeling a little sick at that time. But I was just really tired, and I was out of breath. I didn't know if I was gaining weight or losing weight, but I just didn't feel like myself. I thought it was a depression, though, because I was depressed at the time. I still, I don't know, but I was going through a depressive episode. So I went to a gynecologist, and I got my pregnancy test done, all that other kind of stuff. Came back that I was pregnant, and... I had chlamydia. So I was like, wow, double whammy. <laughs> double fucking whammy. Like, oh, my gosh. So that was devastating. And around that time, I had to quit my job because I was already depressed. And then when I found out I was pregnant initially, I was not intending on keeping the baby. I just knew I was going to get an abortion. I was like, Hell no. <laughs> this is not it. So, and I told him in person, I told dude and I told Ricky about the situ- both situations. So, everybody knew what was going on. And at the time, I didn't even think it would be Ricky's. That just was not a thought in my mind initially. Like, no. So, and that's why I was going to get the abortion. I'm like, what the freak? It's not even. <laughs> no, because I never wanted to have multiple baby fathers. That's just something that I didn't want to do with my life. But here we go. So dude and I, we discussed um, getting the abortion. We had agreed upon it um, initially. I agreed with it because... I just I did not want to have his baby. We were not in no relationship. He was being weird at the time, like 
like he didn't want to fuck with me or something like something I don't know we had the discussion he said he was going to be there for me throughout this whole process and I was like okay cool so we was making arrangements for me to go get the abortion both of us looking in the clinics and then I took the lead on it obviously so I had to get a surgical what clearance yes I had to get a clearance for a damn abortion bitch what the fuck (coughs) really so I had to um go to a lot of doctor's appointments and this is part of the reason why I lost my job because I didn't want to tell my job that I was going to get an abortion I told them I was having a procedure done and I had to go to a lot of doctor's appointments, which is not lying. But I just didn't want how they felt about abortions to affect my job status with them because I was so close to becoming like full time with benefits, all this kind of stuff. Like, and it was it was a good job for the time, you know, like I was exhausted. I was exhausted. But I enjoyed doing what I was doing most days. So, yeah, so I was going around. That was stressing me out. Mental health at that point was at an all-time low. Like, the lowest I had been in a very, very, very long time. So I'm going to all these doctor's appointments. I had to see. I had to first get. It was a struggle to get health insurance, for one, because... For whatever reason, my dad has insurance um, with United, and I'm a dependent on there, so obviously I do get benefits, but in that health plan that we have, the pregnancy portion of the benefits is only covered if I'm high risk. And at that point in time, when I was going to all those appointments, it wasn't determined if I was high risk or not because I I couldn't even see an OB. I didn't have no insurance. I couldn't get to a doctor to determine if it was high risk or not. So I was coming out of pocket with self-pay fees. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So going through that, um, that was like a two-week process trying to get that um, clearance. And I ended up getting it. I had to see a cardiologist, and I did end up finding a PCP and stuff. And I got down to, like, the week of or like the weekend before going into the week of, I had scheduled the abortion and that phone call. No, I didn't schedule it. Yes, I did. I had scheduled it, and um, that phone call was my first step into realizing I didn't really want to do it. I didn't feel like I was strong enough to get an abortion and live with myself afterwards because I was – looking at YouTube videos, for one, of abortion stories from women. And I remember this one video specifically of this black woman who had gotten her abortion and she was reflecting on it. I don't know how long it was afterwards, but I just know that she you could tell she was trying to hold back tears and faking a smile the whole video. And then towards the end, I kind of, like, saw her energy decline like as soon as she turned this camera off she about to cry I don't want to do that and I had conversations with women in their like 40s and 50s who've had abortions and 
they still reflect on it to this day. Like, they they had to get over that guilt, and that some of that guilt still lingers with them. And at that time, when I was trying to decide if I could do this, I did not think that I was, y'all. It was either I get that abortion and kill myself, or I live through this and have this baby, you know, and then see what happens. Type like, and that's just exactly what my mindset was because. I did not want this. Like, this is not what I had intended on my 2021 looking like. I wanted to have the hottest girl summer ever. I booked a trip to Destin, Florida that I paid for. Y'all, that was a, almost $1,000 just for the Airbnb. I paid for that. My um, my friend group would do them. We was all supposed to go, you know what I'm saying? But I had booked it with my money. They were supposed to pay me, you know what I'm saying, back. Nobody ever paid me, you know. That's a whole other story. But I had plans. So um, the week of, no, I'm still on the phone um, scheduling the abortion with the lady. And because it was a struggle trying to find a day that was as soon as I wanted it to. Cause I didn't, for one, I wanted to have the surgical full anesthetic, full anesthesia procedure. Cause I didn't want to feel nothing. Sorry. <laughs> like I'm not trying to do that. So that was expensive and it's expensive. <coughs> and at the time, um, initially when dude and I had a conversation about, um, how he was going to go about this. He said he was going to pay for the whole thing because that's the least that he could do, you know what I'm saying, in our situation. So I was like, okay. Even though I did offer to put up some money, but then he had rejected that. So I was like, okay, I ain't going to say no. And he was going to go with me. So the lady and I are on the phone, and I just hear – she had gave me a day to get the procedure done. And it was like the like the next week, and I was happy as hell. I was like, "Yes, da 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 da." And I heard and I felt her energy through the phone, kind of like go down. Like, wow, you really excited about this? Like, you don't really need be, you know. So she didn't say those things, but that's the vibe that I got. So she was reading me the um legal stuff that she has to read about the risk and um, disclosures and all the other kind of stuff. And she was saying it's a possibility that we might not be able to get the, the whole baby out on the first try. You might have to go through a second one. Um, there's going to be – you might have, like, extreme bleeding. All, da, 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 da. Just stuff that just sound painful. All I heard was pain, 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 pain. And I was like, okay. I'm getting, like, very turned off to this whole thing. So, um, like I said, I did schedule it, told dude about the scheduling, and then it was, like, support from him, like, switched. Like, I'm not being as supportive now. Like, I'm going to just be an asshole. Like, it started with the weekend, that Sunday of that week that I was supposed to get the abortion. I was supposed to get the abortion on a Thursday. And I took that whole week off from work 
for my mental health to get that abortion and to recover so I can come back to work on Monday. Like, I I almost got fired. Like, I literally told my manager that I needed that. And she was like, I can't guarantee you'll have a job when you get back. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I risked a lot trying to um, trying to get this done. The weekend of dude and I, um, we was texting, or I had texted him. It was like it was late. It was late, and I had just woke up for no reason, really, just other than I couldn't sleep. So I woke up and I texted him, and I was like, "What are you doing?" And he was being very short with me, like, "You don't have anybody else you can text." Um, da da da, and I'm like, "Why are you tripping? Like, we don't text each other and stuff." So. He went off on me. He was just being disrespectful. Like, I, I'm trying my best to give y'all, like, the best possible story right now. But I don't really want to reflect on this shit. Because that was the most traumatic experience of my life that whole week. So, um, that's when he started tripping. So... After he did that, I went to our mutual friend Z, who I told mostly everything about what was going on between him and I because I felt like she was, like, my only friend at the time. So um, I told her about what happened, and she's like, man, fuck him, da-da-da-da, I'm going to go with you to this appointment. And I never got to tell him that. She told him that, and that's another thing that pissed him off. So, and I block. I had blocked him. So it was just a whole like cut off with him, and she kind of stepped in type of thing. And he said, she said type of shit. Like, so he was pissed. Two days before the appointment, he hit me up talking about some. I'm about to just pull it up. I'm gonna quote y'all. Because I don't want to say it wrong. But I do have screenshots because I'm on that ass. Basically, he hit me up and was like, I'm not going to pay for this abortion. Like, if you, since you don't want to talk to me about this, him not going to the abortion um, appointment with, with me. Like, he felt because he had heard it from somebody else that just gave him, like, leave to not pay for this shit. And he actually hit me and it was like, and if you want to do it, you're going to have to do it by yourself. If you don't ha- if you don't get the abortion, then you still going to do it by yourself type shit. And that's basically how the conversation went. Um and this was all through text. He never called, you know what I'm saying? Like he never calls when he does shit like this and he don't never say it to my face. It's always through some text message, voice message shit. So that happened and I had dropped Abraham off at his grandma's house, and I was on the way to that nigga house because I was not playing with his ass. I told Z to tell him I'm on the way type shit. Like, what the fuck? I'm explaining to her, like, I don't understand why he's doing this. Like, I just didn't understand because I had done nothing. Like, I was going to get the abortion, and he started tripping. Like, now you don't want to pay for the shit, nigga? Because your feelings are hurt? Because you went off on me for nothing? 
and I finally like did something about it because when he would do it um, earlier in our relationship, and I say relationship because we were friends, or I thought that we were friends, I wouldn't entertain that shit. Like I would really like I'm not about to argue with you, and I still ain't argue with him throughout this whole thing because I'm about that action. Like I'm pull up at your house. And we're going to talk about it in person or whatever the hell that we need to do in person. I'm not with that text and shit. So I pull up to his mama crib and knock on the door. He's not coming outside. His mama answered the door. I got Now I got to explain to his mom who I am, why I'm here. I told her, I'm like, so I'm Taylor. I'm involved. I'm a friend of your son's. We having a baby together, and we trying to get an abortion. He talking about he's not going to pay for it. I'm just trying to figure out why. And she's taken aback because I'm sure he hadn't told her anything about this. So she's hearing this from me. like, And she probably thought I was crazy as hell. <laughs> she probably did. Um, I tried not to be so anxious while talking to her and really, like, control my emotions and control my speech and stuff. And she um, supposedly took my number down at the time, and I never heard from her since then. So I left, basically. Um, No damage done. I left. So (laughs) he hits my phone like crazy. Like, now I'm about to get into the screenshots that I have. He was like, then he started talking about, I want to pay for half of it. Like. No. I said, that's not what we agreed on. He's like, what's what's wrong with half? I said, that's not what we agreed on. Um, He's like, I offered to pay the whole thing. You didn't even come to me first when you got pregnant. You want me to pay for it all. Da-da-da-da. Did all this shit just to send me the whole thing anyways, Right? And the day of, I think these are from the day of, the day of my appointment, I didn't, I just decided not to go. So I went to Z's house instead that morning. Like it was like eight o'clock in the morning and I went over there instead and we just chilled out and we talked and stuff. And I sent him the whole $500 back. Like I ain't spend none of it. I sent him back all the money that he sent. And my mom told me I shouldn't have, and I shouldn't fucking have. <laughs> Listen to your mom. Then he started tripping once he realized that I sent him back the stuff. Because at this point, like, I had him blocked. I had his phone number blocked. He hit me from, like, four different phone numbers within, like, an hour span. I was, promise you, I'm not lying. I had witnesses. So, talk him out. Um trying to threaten me with lawyer fees and how expensive they are like I'm broke um he actually called me broke when I was the one with the job the whole time this nigga was not working this nigga ain't had no car my like I was fucking with a real like just beneath me man like for the wrong reasons I was trying to help him though but, yeah, anyways, so he um starts being, like, hella disrespectful and telling me, like, I'm nasty, I'm um, 
gonna do this by myself. Just all type of shit. If you um follow me on Instagram, you've seen some of the screenshots. I don't really want to reflect too much on it because I'm already 38 minutes in. But <coughs> so, um, he he said everything that he said. Like I said, I was not with the back and forth shit. I'm just letting all of these messages come in, replying like little to none and very minimalistic. Like, no games. I'm not with none of that shit. Know that. For this <laughs> for real. So, um, but as that happened and I realized like I'm really gonna be a single mom of two and this baby's father is not like traumatically like emotional. Oh, this the part that this is why it all got to me so bad because he was making like physical threats to me. Like he said, he gonna send somebody to come beat me up. He gonna come in in my apartment and come beat me up and take everything. I like he he texts these things to me in paragraphs. <laughs> So all of that, I had to absorb and digest all of that. And I lost my job. I didn't lose my job. I I had resigned. I chose to resign because I came out to my boss and my manager about my situation. I told them in person, sit down. I'm, I was going to have an abortion. I didn't have it. That's what was going on. And my mental health is not good because of it. Like we had a real conversation and mind you, these are like white women in their sixties, maybe seventies. They looked good. Well, my, my boss looked really good for whatever age she was. That's a very beautiful white woman, but we had a conversation about it. They respected me for it. My, my boss always respected me from day one. She told me, she was like, um, that's why I gave you this position because I am the way that I am. So she gave me an ultimatum. She was like, so because I had missed some days so close to my evaluation period, I had to make those days up um, to get evaluated. So it was either that, you know, I was going to pass the evaluation anyways, stay with the same pay that I was getting, which was $11 an hour, and she just needed me to be there. Like, she just needed to know that I was going to be there and be able to, like, when she needed me to, because we were short-staffed. Like, we was very short-staffed. Either that or resign. And if I resigned, I, I wasn't eligible for hire again, and I wasn't eligible for their um letter of recommendation or anything. So I had, like, a lot that I was giving up because of my mental health. And I decided to do that because... I didn't want to tell her I was going to do something and then not be able to do it or or halfway, not even halfway do it, but just not be able to give my best because I was not okay. Like, I was not okay, y'all. I was in a very, very bad space. And I was sick. Y'all, I did not experience morning sickness with Abraham, but I, I had it with Lyric, okay? The throwing up, the nausea. All of that. It's just, no. So, this was a very, that was a very difficult period in my life. My first trimester, going into my second trimester of my pregnancy. 
like I was already two months. I didn't know. I'm doing this by myself, you know. And I had like that's men- mental, emotional, and verbal abuse, which could have turned physical. And I got in that ass. I'm still getting in that ass. You know what I'm saying? So that's what's um that's my abortion story, and that's how I found out I was pregnant with my baby girl lyric and she is doing well she is healthy i have um ultrasound pictures of her she has very beautiful lips her face everything is looking very well doctors are pleased so um with all that being said how do y'all feel about what's going on in texas with the abortion law that they just passed over there. If you don't know, the state of Texas um, has passed a law that um, it is illegal to get an abortion once a fetal heartbeat is detected, which is as early as six weeks. And citizens can sue other citizens. I hope I'm saying this correctly. But citizens can sue other citizens for helping somebody get an abortion or participating in the abortion. So if in my situation, um, I'm trying to go get an abortion. If I were to have taken an Uber to the clinic in Texas, the Uber driver could be sued for helping me get an abortion, basically. The um, the way that the law worked, the way that they kind of made that able to pass was because they claim the state is not involved, which means that citizens can you can take this to civil court. Like if um, you had taken some of my property and I want it back type of thing, you take that to a civil court, you know. So that's what's going on in Texas. And honestly, y'all, this whole situation has really changed my outlook on how I how I view abortion, how I personally feel about abortion. Another reason why I didn't get an abortion was because I knew that this was a choice that I had made to lay down with him multiple times without a condom. I knew that, like, every time. So I felt kind of guilty or shameful, like, knowing, like, dang, I'm going to – me personally, because – we're going to get into that in a second. But anyways, I felt some type of way about myself knowing that I was going to kill part of me for my own choice. It's not like I didn't get raped or anything. I wasn't coerced. I wasn't anything into having sex with him. Neither of us were. This was consensual sex all the way around. You know? So, but... In other people's situations, it could be different. And I feel like even if it was consensual sex for some people, just they they not ready to have children. They're in a situation like me where they don't really want to bring the child into a world with the father not being um, supportive and active. Or even in a healthy mind space to help raise this child because it's difficult raising a child as it is, but by yourself, it's a whole nother thing. 
So shout out to all my single parents, moms and dads, guardians, whatever. Cause that's a that's a commitment, a lifelong commitment. And a lot of people cannot handle that. The to not be selfish. I'm not saying that's why people get abortions. But some people they just can't have children. They don't want to have kids. And I feel like a woman should definitely be able to do what she wants to with her reproductive parts. As a man should. Like, seriously. Especially in my type of situation. And I'm only going to speak for me because that's all I can do. Speaking on this situation. Because you can't, I feel like if you have not been in this situation or you don't have kids, you really can't say too much about this because you don't know from experience. So, anyways, but um, that's how I feel about Texas and their abortion law that um, that they just passed. It's a crazy world outside, man. And I think about that all the time. Like, dang, I'm really going to bring a child into this. But this is that's why I'm here right now talking to y'all. I'm trying to make a difference. And it might seem to pessimists that I'm not really doing much, but you ain't seen it yet. Like, it's something serious. To lighter news, I had asked my followers on my Instagram story for Topics that they wanted me to discuss on this podcast. And my lovely cousin Kiki told me to talk about online dating. And that's exactly what the fuck I'm about to do. Because this is ridiculous. It's a shame. <laughs> like, Why is it like this? I have been on Tinder. I was on Tinder throughout um, me and dude's experience with each other as well. I never had sex with anybody other than those two throughout that time. By the way, for everybody who needs to know, throughout that time period, I was only having sex with um, Dude consistently and Ricky that one time he was in town. But anyways, um, I've been on Tinder, swiping it up, swiping left, swiping right, you know what I'm saying, editing bios, talking to people, and... I've come across, like, a couple of, like, potential dudes, but the people that I'm able to, like, meet up with, I had one good meet-up with a dude. And then come to find out, he just had a baby, like, a couple weeks ago. (laughs) What is going on? Like, what's happening? What's happening outside? Another meet-up that I did. Dude and I, um, dude had money. I probably shouldn't have said it like that, but he did. He was a truck driver. And he had no kids. So he had some money. And we had a good conversation and everything like that. And we decided we was going to go on a date, link up. So I link up with him at his mama house. I would never do that again. I, was, I, I wasn't thinking we was going to meet right there, but we did. So... I got there, and y'all, he was shorter than me. I'm 5'4". 
I'm really five three and a half, but like he was shorter than me, y'all. And but he was a handsome man, you know. Just that was the only thing, but I was willing to put all that to the side. Like he had everything ready for me when I got there. You know what I'm saying? It was rolled. We had it was it was we had a movie going. Everything was you know what I'm saying it was cool. We had good conversation. And then it came down to actually leaving and going to where we were supposed to be going, and we took separate cars. Um, I left first, and I was waiting in the parking lot, and he never came. <laughs> so I was like, Damn, <laughs> he probably was thinking the same thing I was thinking. Like that's not gonna work. She's taller than me, so because he had the audacity <laughs> to say in text one time, called me um. Called me like a short self or something, like something like that, like talking about how short I was. This is before we had linked up, and then this is you. So <laughs> that's Tinder is crazy. Online dating, it's like I don't know where to find the quality men that I'm attracted to. Like, and then dudes just be wanting. I had another one. We were supposed to go on a picnic date. He pulled up. Like, I, I got his subs and everything like that. I asked, Like, I customized him a sub or got him one that he wanted. So, pull up, sitting in his car and everything like that. First of all, um, I wasn't really attracted to him like I was in the pictures. So, that was one. And then he was giving off vibes like, because he kept talking about his car and his window tinting and if I had liked it and da 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 da. I'm like, dude, I don't give a fuck about this car. I'm just glad this shit run. Don't ask me for no gas. That's all I'm happy about. Like, it's cool, babe. Like, just chill. So, we chopping it up. He keep on asking me, oh, you wanna go inside your house? You wanna go inside your house? I'm like, no. Actually, like, we, I just want to, like, hang out and talk and stuff. Basically, towards the end of that time, like, we weren't, um, we weren't talking for long. Like, it was probably, like, 20 minutes. This nigga had the audacity to ask me for some head, and guess how he asked. He's like, so, you down to give me some talk? Nigga, What? What the fuck? Like, where's the game? For one. Like, and then t- the audacity for two. Like, what's wrong with these dudes? It's some women out there that's kind of crazy, too. But I'm speaking from a woman's perspective on men. What is going on with y'all? I'm getting tired of it. I'm giving up hope. <laughs> it's getting very dark. In the valley, like, I need a partner, and these niggas just want to go to pound town. Like, the concept of a date is gone. The concept of a date is so lost on these men. Like, you mention one, they act like they ain't even heard of it. Like, it's like it's a foreign word, like, something that they don't even understand. I was on FaceTime earlier with a dude and one of my Tinder matches, and he's short, too. But like I said, like, it's really, we're going to get into that on another episode, but it's really personality for me. 
if you got personality, um, I'm attracted to you somewhat. Are you funny? Like if you're funny, that you it will take you places with me. <laughs> it will take you so many places. So yeah, we was on Facetime or whatever, and he over here like, oh, you want to come over and cuddle or da 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 da. I'm like, well, can we go on a date first? Like, just what? A da- Ugh, what? Nah, just want like, dude. I don't know if it's because they're used to getting those type of women, but excuse me, I'm not that one. Like, I'm not. I'm not with that it, when I don't want to. Like, because I know if I'm going to have sex with you or not already. But when I want to have sex with you, we'll have sex if you want to. Yeah. No. What's going on? Men, reply. I need an immediate answer stat because... I'm confused, and my sisters are confused as to why we can't find no quality men outside. It's like y'all either toxic or y'all ain't got no damn game or you're just hiding somewhere. The good ones. I just want to find a man who wants to get married who is not on no bullshit and not on no toxic shit. Like, first of all, toxic sex is great. But outside of that nigga, my feelings are hurt. I feel like mentally distraught fucking with you after you leave. My like I don't know what's going on. So that's why I'm over toxicity. I'm over um so eligible candidates, eligible bachelors wanting to put in their applications at the Taylor show because we do have positions open. You can definitely do that. Um, but just know that if I see it on my desk and I like what I see, don't be on no bullshit. That's it. That's all I ask. Like, And at this point, there are a couple things that you do need to have, like a damn car or something. But anyways... We're going to get into that on another episode. I'm going to go ahead and close this out with a song from my upcoming project called Trapped Soul 2. Yes, it is inspired by Bryson Tiller's Trapped Soul because that was one of the greatest albums I've ever heard. And y'all don't respect him enough for creating that whole genre. But anyways... It's coming out very soon. Be on the lookout. I'm going to go ahead and play Good Woman for y'all. By the way, this is not mixed. It's a whole situation going on with that. But I really hope that y'all enjoyed this um, week's episode of the Taylor Show, y'all. I am so happy to be back talking to you guys. I feel more released. And I'm I. I just hope that I can... Use this platform to inspire others to just be their best selves and to be good people to other people. Because this world is so twisted, like on so many levels. And we could change that if we really wanted to. 
So that's all I'm here for. I hope y'all enjoy the rest of y'all um week. I will see y'all next time on this Halo show. This is my song, Good Woman, and you heard it here first on The Taylor Show. Step between, I don't know, I don't care, and I don't really give a fuck. Be acting funny, treat me like a dummy, so I roll my feelings up. In the blunt, go ahead, light it up, put some drink up in my cup. Feeling lonely, need someone to hold me. Too much pressure, can you unfold me? But you told me leave you alone. Get the fuck off of your phone. Had me feeling like I did you wrong, but I ain't even do nothing. You were the only one running from what's good for you, I'm good for you. Taking chances like Kiana And I ain't with the drama But I still wanna meet your mama Daughter, you can meet my father Need you to man up, yeah I need a man now, yeah Can't be on standby with On you to act right Up on the late nights and It ain't me nothing Don't hold me nothing Know I need something it's just me, babe, why you flexing? Saying you wanna be just friends, yeah. But you told me leave you alone. Get the fuck off of your phone. Had me feeling like I did you wrong, but I ain't even do nothing. Hey, you the only one running. What's good for you? I'm good for you. Good one.